Hey, y'all. Welcome to Mommy Couch Confessions. It is I, Raquilla Denae of RaquillaDenae.com, military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. Today on the couch, we are talking about why it is okay to do it differently. Y'all, all of us as mothers were once somebody's daughter. We all have our own memories and notions of what parenting is, what parenting should be, based upon how we were raised in our own experiences. And listen, parenting is like one giant science experiment. We never know how it's going to turn out. We don't know if what we're doing works. We just got to kind of keep trying and changing the formulas and hope that in the end we have produced, you know, moderately well-adjusted, kind-hearted, loving, considerate citizens who are law-abiding, you know, and trying to do good things out in this world. But we never know because they have free will to exercise whoever they want to be in this world, regardless of how we raise them. So why are we talking about doing it differently? A lot of times we as kids are like, when I grow up, I'm not going to fill in the blank. I'm not going to yell at my kids. I'm not going to spank my kids. You become a young adult. You're the perfect parent before you have children. I would never, my children are not going to, again, fill in the blank. And then you have the kids and you're like, when am I ever going to sleep again? And when are they going to be quiet? And when are they going to stop getting into stuff? So you find yourself doing the things that you said you would never do, right? Oh, my kids are never going to spend the day inside watching TV. Well, listen, when it's too cold to send them outside or it's raining and you don't want to deal with sick kids, we've had plenty of movie days around here. It's been like a Netflix and chill all day long situation. Doesn't happen often, but it happens. Sometimes I feel like a stellar parent by muting the TV. So then I'm like, well, she's reading or (laughs) changing the language. And now she's becoming bilingual. It is what it is. You got to make it work for you. But sometimes in this journey of motherhood and finding your way, The elder generations will see how you parent and comment sometimes excessively about what you're doing or why you're doing it a certain way because their way worked. You know, look at you now. I must have done something right. And we're not going to negate that. You know, I myself am moderately well adjusted. Nothing a little therapy and a whole lot of Jesus can't handle. But there are some things that I desire to do differently that are challenged to say the least. But what I've learned especially over like the past year or two, is that we only get a limited number of years with our children. As I talk to you right now, I have 10 more Christmases with my oldest. 10. 10 Christmases before she's legally old enough to decide where and with whom she wants to spend the holidays. And I want to bridge a relationship with her and build a level of rapport with her that when she has the opportunity to choose, she still wants to come around. She still wants to be with us, or with her family. That means I have to do some things differently. I can't treat, challenge, talk to, train up in all of the ways that I was. Now, is doing it differently difficult? (sighs) Yes. Yes. Because again, there's this level of uncertainty that, you know, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. I know my areas of weakness. I know my strengths, but I don't know exactly which lessons in my life led to where I am. And so it's in those moments where the overwhelm and anxiety of like, am I doing this right? I don't know, starts to overtake me. 
And if you are a mother, you've been there at some point. You've probably been there multiple times. But it's in that moment that I breathe and I remind myself, you know, God, you knew exactly who I would be at this very moment before you ever gave me children. That statement, when I stop and say it out loud, brings me reassurance. Because while I feel like a hot mess, because even though I might feel incapable, God knew where I would be in these exact moments as a mother. And he gave me my children anyway. And it it seems almost unfathomable that this truth would would be the truth. It seems almost surreal sometimes that this is the truth. But here's the reality. Our children need to see us as human beings so that they know how to traverse the world as whole and complete human beings. Yes, we're moms. Yes, we're the providers of the meals and all of the activities and the chauffeur and the nurse and all of that. But we're also human. We're navigating our lives, our relationships, all of these things while we parent. This is a concurrent level of activity while we are raising individuals and sometimes unlearning and raising ourselves. But God knew all that would happen. And he gave you the children anyway for such a time as this. So even in our weakest moments, when we're unsure of how this is going to work or when it feels completely overwhelming, just remind yourself that this story, God already knew. There's better on the other side of it. And there's something that our children are going to see or learn that will equip them to be able to handle and cope in their lives when they get to this point. After that, I can take a deep breath. Because listen, it is our imperfections that make us so incredible, not just as mothers, but as women, as individuals, as human beings. You know, we're all uniquely and wonderfully made. No two people are alike. Even identical twins have different personality traits. And so we have to really accept that Doing things differently in terms of parenting is not necessarily a bad thing, but we must be honest. When you go against the status quo, it's like rubbing sandpaper against the family tree. Nobody wants to hear that what they did was wrong. Nobody wants to hear that they should have done things differently or could have done things differently. And the reality is that's not even a fair assessment. When we look at our parents and just acknowledge that They were two adults doing the best they could. Or maybe if you had a single parent like I did growing up, she did the very best she could with the knowledge that she had. And she continued to gain knowledge and equip herself to continue to excel in the area of motherhood. That's it. All we can do is our very best at any given moment. And if that means that you set new traditions for your family, do it. So what? Who cares what anybody has to say? Because again, you get a very limited number of opportunities and milestones with your children. When I stop and think about the fact that I am 36 now, that means I've spent the same amount of years choosing how I want to spend my holidays or summers as I had a child underneath my mom's roof. And for the majority of my young adult and adult years, I held on to the traditions or the rules or the expectations of so many other people that literally just now in say the past six months, you know, because quarantine, I don't know about y'all, but brought a lot of stuff to the surface for me. Thank God for therapy. I am just now embracing that I can parent differently, that I can genuinely be myself and that this is not a reflection. This change or choice 
is not a reflection of what someone else did poorly. It's merely acknowledging and being honest to myself. It's being authentic with my family. It's setting the foundation of what we want for our children and our children's children and all of the generations to come after us. And that's okay. Where there is no change, there's stagnation. Think about it. If it rains and there's a a puddle created, what happens? It breeds moss. It brings mosquitoes. It is like a small little cesspool. But if you have an incline, that rain creates a small waterfall or a waterway, and it can add to life at the end of it. It can create beautiful scenery. It will provide wonderful sounds. It just all depends on how you look at the situation. And so choose to be different. Choose to acknowledge those things that are important to you. Because listen, if you don't, then how will your children learn to do it? Oftentimes, we want our children to be different. We want our children to be comfortable standing out. But in reality, it's a little hypocritical because we don't want to have to stand out. We don't want to be the ones that have to stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to do this differently. Change is scary. The older we get, the more we desire to be accepted by others, the more what we do tends to define who we are, the harder it is to be comfortable saying, I'm going to change. I want different. This is no longer enough. And it's very hard for us as parents to expect that our children will gain insight or abilities and skills that we've never shown them. Let's be honest. Did we do what our parents said or did we do what our parents did? Anybody? Hands? Because I know more often than not, I heard what my mom said and I just thought to myself, well, how can I get around what she said so that she doesn't find out what I'm about to do? Even when my mom would say, you know, I've done all of those things twice and I know where this is going to lead and I'm trying to save you from heartbreak. What I saw as a child is where my mom was in that moment. So, okay, you're telling me that these choices could lead to potentially negative outcomes, but you're a homeowner, you're gainfully employed, you seem happy, you have friends, you look great, you do the things you want to do. This seems like the model version of adulthood to me as a child. Our children don't know what the game plan is. They don't see the long story. They don't see the big picture. They live in the right now. So if we don't do something differently right now, when it's on our heart, when we negate the truths that we know about what we want for our families, our relationships, how we nurture or educate or guide our children, What we're doing is essentially saying, look at the right now and then believe that down the line, it's going to be better for you to our children. But that's not what's going to happen. They're going to repeat our very same cycles and anything that might be stirring in their hearts that they desire to see change or different in. They're going to think back. Well, how did my mom handle that? Because children are like animals. They pick up on fear. They pick up on emotion. They discern when something is just not quite right. And they may not ever express it to us, but they recognize it and they feel it. For me, I want my children to be able to acknowledge those moments in themselves. Because here's the reality. And I know I say that a lot, but it is a reality. 
we have just been given the opportunity to guide our children in this life. They don't belong to us. They are not our possessions. They are not our accessories. They are not extensions of us. God entrusted their lives to us for a very short amount of time. Now we can turn them into who we want them to be. We can try to live vicariously through our children. We can instill things that are important to us or that traditionally have mattered in our families, but will that get them closer to who God created them to be? And then when our opportunity to parent is over, will we feel fulfilled in our duty to raise up the next generation? I don't think so. I don't think ignoring what I know in my heart about my children and what their needs are would make me feel any better if I had continued on the path of parenting that said, well, you know, this is what I know, or they'll be okay, they're only kids, or I'm saving them from the heartache that I experienced. Their lives are different from ours. Every generation is different. Even if they live in the same house, their experience is different because we are all wired to be that way. Do we really want to create carbon copies of ourselves or do we want better for them? And by better, I don't mean more stuff. I don't mean more materialistic focus. I don't mean higher achievement. When I say better for them, I mean more centeredness, more personal awareness, greater acknowledgement and self-appreciation. I, for myself, I don't want my children to be 35 years old and feeling comfortable in expressing who they are, whether that means cutting their hair off or saying no to someone simply because it doesn't suit them in that moment. I want them to feel comfortable knowing that whether they win or lose, as long as they did their best, that's what matters. I want them to know that regardless of how much money they have or the amount of money spent on their outfit, God loves them. And the love that he gives to them should be shed abroad in their hearts and shared with other people. I don't want to just raise pretty little girls who are smart. The world has had enough of that. I don't want to know any more little boys who are just athletic. I want to see a generation of kids who are kind-hearted, who are well-informed, who ask insightful questions, who are not afraid to challenge things when they're wrong and stand up when things need to be acknowledged. Our children are living through what we now consider, you know, a second wave of the civil rights movement, except they feel empowered to have a voice. Well, if we don't do things differently, that voice is going to get drowned out by all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. This is what you should do. This is what we don't do. So moms, y'all, as we sit here and ponder this on the couch, just be encouraged that being different is okay. We don't want to look like anybody else. I mean, think about it. Even in a time of pandemic, when you go out, look at the way people jazz up their masks. Of course, there are people who choose not to wear them, which personal choice. Hey, we all give free will. But no two people do anything alike. We don't have a society of people all driving the same car. You drive through neighborhoods and most often even the homes look different. So change and difference is good. It's welcomed. It's expected in this life in order to grow and excel. Let's look at our parenting from a place of fearlessness, knowing that when we guide our children based on their strengths and who they were created to be in this world, that change is necessary and it'll make it so much easier to adopt it into our lifestyle. Now, do not confuse adopting it into your lifestyle 
and implementing it in your parenting as two totally different things. You can accept change and struggle with the change simultaneously. It sounds like a bit of a conundrum, but it's true. And that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean that you should stop. That's just the nature of life. But I have a feeling that as we address change, as we acknowledge it and accept it, and we allow our children the freedom to ask questions respectfully, to gain insight, to curate for themselves what the world around them looks like, as opposed to just accepting what we say it is, then we give place for them to be better, to do better, to have more, and to genuinely be who they were created to be. So doing things differently is great, is good for the soul. Sometimes you need to switch it up every now and again. I mean, who wants to eat spaghetti for dinner every single night? Not I. Hone in on your differences. Allow yourself to accept them. And then watch your children bloom and grow as they do what they see you do. So y'all, until we meet again on the couch, try one thing, implementing something different. Accepting one new thing about yourself and fearlessly living it out before your children. See what happens. I look forward to hearing how it goes. See y'all next time.